All right, down three to nothing. The Avalanche rattle off six straight goals and beat the Stars six to three in the biggest game of the season early, but it's still the biggest game of the season so far. We'll talk about that on a brand new episode of Locked on Avalanche. Your Locked on Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast. We are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan, the, the smiling Sullivan. Uh, thank you for tuning in and making this your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. Make sure to follow us on our social media outlets, LOP and underscore Avalanche on X, Lockdown Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions, Avalanche at gmail.com. And make sure to follow us on our YouTube channel. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. Make sure to subscribe to our subtext as well. Link to that is in the show notes below. When you do, you chat with Kyle and I one-on-one, become one of our very special insiders and get your opinions that we read on the air like we will later on on the whole Patrick Kane avalanche possibilities. So we'll get to that. A little bit later where we are definitely going to start today kyle is obviously with that game over the weekend uh abs and stars big game a lot of uh fanfare going into this one between the two fan bases clearly these are the top two teams in the division you expect these to be the top two teams of the division where they end up we obviously obviously have to wait and see uh but going into this one both teams feeling good obviously dallas has been playing well since the beginning of the season the avalanche more recent the last two games they were playing very well so they wanted to continue that and from it there's a lot to kind of like break down here uh for for the abs it kind of got off to one of those i'll say bad starts in terms of the score Mm -hmm. i don't think they were playing that bad but it was another case of one team capitalizing on chances and the other team not and then when and that team being the not being the avalanche and then when that team being the avalanche turned it around it was just like the the you know the the stars just could not stop the bleeding and it's six straight for the abs and they win the thing six to three very good game and i liked how you say this is the biggest game of the year so far for the abs and you could say that in hindsight but I think this is a continuation of what used to be the biggest game for the Avs, and that was their matchup versus the Golden Knights, where they got absolutely embarrassed. And you saw that, how the Avalanche learned from that public embarrassment. And you saw the the first three goals, that first period. It was one of those that felt almost, you cross your eyes, I know it's hard to blend the two because the highlighter jerseys and the 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 gold jerseys of the <laughs> yeah. Knights are nowhere similar, but it started out the same way. Like the Avalanche were they looked okay. It, it just did. wasn't it wasn't tallying on the scoreboard. And then that second period, Dallas comes out and tallies another goal. And you're like, this is great. We're we're good against average teams, but the the best teams in the league, the best in the central and the western conference, the Avalanche can't match up. But you see where they learned in that Vegas Golden Knights experience. And mm. six unanswered? Well, let's say six and a half, the empty netter from 
Colton at the end. Five and a half, yeah. <laughs> five and a half. So it's it's yeah. but it's exactly what you want to see. This was a 40-minute game for the Avalanche, but they learned from that Gold Knights experience, and you could see that in periods oh, yeah. two and three. Then they all said it too after the game. Um, they they basically said, Yeah, when when we got down three to nothing in Vegas, they Stop, not that they didn't stop playing, they, they stopped playing their game. Yep. Um, and and you heard that so many from so many guys saying, like, just we were down three to nothing, but we didn't stop playing our style of game. And I think that's you know that, that that's easier said than done, first of all, but it's it's the smart thing to do. It's obviously has worked for you the past however many seasons. And if you took a step back and looked at it, like like I said, you were playing fine. You just had to capitalize on plays. Yep. And and even in in that that first, you had uh, Miles Wood ring one off the crossbar, so that could have cut into the lead, and that would have made you feel good a little bit earlier. Uh, but you you get the one, and man, like individual performances. We'll get into that a, a little bit later. But this was you know, like I said, like once they got back into the game and it was three to one and even three to two it was a great second period and i put up on on x that this was that that third period was just they completely took control of everything in that game everything and they figured out like what to do defensively they didn't give dallas some like you know high danger shots uh, Georgiev just ha- Georgiev just had to settle down, which he did. He kept the score right where it was. You always give your team the uh, ability to come back once you do that. Um, but I thought defensively they were phenomenal in that third period. Absolutely phenomenal. Didn't lose track of their guys. Like I said, uh, difficult shooting lanes. Everything just. I think they had. I think Dallas had five shots on goal in the third. Um. We're, I don't have. I'm pretty sure it's five. I'll, I'll bring it up. But it was just. It was a masterclass in in making adjustments and making adjustments that that work on the defensive end and on the offensive end. Things just. Start, they have that mindset of if we just keep plugging along, the game is long enough. You know, they jumped out. It's not like they got a three nothing lead like in the third. It was zero zero and they got a three nothing lead in the third. There's so much of this game left, and if we can just keep playing our game and not stray from that, they all have faith that it will come around. And you saw it happen right in front of your eyes. It was a beautiful thing to watch. And not only did the Avalanche come back in a fantastic way, six unanswered, but the sequence of events was, I mean, it felt like a perfect combo in a video game. Like, it's... I, I think it's very hard to dispute right now, but the heart and soul of this Colorado Avalanche team, it could lie with Miles Wood. He is just a battery. It's between him and Ross yeah. Colton. Well, He's the whole like third that, line, you could say right yeah. now, is what's making this team go. And for Miles Wood to be the one to get things going again, the Avalanche are on the board. And then goal number two was Rijo on the power play. Rijo mm-hmm. hasn't scored in a while. And on the power play, that was also huge. And what equalized that score? Valeri Nichushkin against Dallas. Yo. Yeah. It was like seeing Nuke come back for a equalizer. That's what you want to see. Against the former team, it's always a little bit sweeter. Yeah. And then at that moment, you're like, we're back, baby. Let's go. And then they just kept pouring it on. And that's what you want to see. You couldn't have written it up any better than they did. 
but that's what you want to see. You you're coming back, Rigel on the power play, so that's working. That was the only real conversion of the night, but something on the power play, and then mm-hmm. nuke the equalizer, and then from there, forget about it. Well, the the goal from <clears throat> Miles Wood it was challenged, um, and the refs did not have a good night. No, we don't like to really uh, nitpick on on the refs too much here because it's just too easy to do. Uh, but when there were some just absolutely putrid calls or non calls going on in this game um, early on, and you know the Az were down three to nothing, and you know you have the the Miles Wood goal, DeBoer challenges it. And it's one of those things where you're sitting there like the way that this game is going for everything for the Avalanche right now, from Dallas jumping on them three to nothing to some blatant and brutal no calls. They're going to overturn this thing. (laughs) I had it in the back of my mind like it was going to get overturned and then it didn't. So that gets them on a power play and they could have had a five on three. They should have had a five on three during that power play. I don't know what, you know, some of these these uh, two obvious calls, one that went against Colton, didn't go against Colton, and then uh, when they had that power play after the challenge, uh, a clear as day trip on Nathan McKinnon that does not get called. And again, at this point in time, it's still five, or excuse me, three to one. So you're, you're, just, you're, you're just frustrated as an Avs fan because nothing seems to be going your way. Yeah, you got the, they didn't, they didn't reverse the call on Wood, uh, but I think this speaks to this team kind of, you know, just, just buying into their play style and okay. We're not getting the calls. Okay. Like we, st- we can't, there's, there were so many, that's just adding on to the pile of why they could have gone, gone the way of, of Vegas because, you know, Dallas jumped out on them. They're not getting calls and and it could have went that route again, but they learned from that game. Yeah. They learned from that Vegas game. Like, look what happens when we do that. We get blown out of the arena. So let's not do that. It's not going our way. And let's just methodically start to, to figure things out. And they did. And it was, yes, yeah, six straight is just, you don't, you don't see that hardly ever. And you really don't see that when you're the visiting team in Dallas. Exactly. And you always talk about home cooking and it's one of those things to come back with six goals. And you mentioned like the correlation between the Golden Knights game and the Dallas Stars game, like with the refs being so bad, I will never complain about refs. I hate that being a factor of the game. If I can't buy a referee jersey on Fanatics because they license everybody nowadays, (laughs) they're not a factor. It's just the equivalent of like fast or slow ice. It's just something you have to work over. And if mm-hmm. the Avalanche being down 3 nothing with the refs being a factor in that game with their with their calls and their quality, it's just something you have to overcome. And the Avalanche did not let that affect them. And you saw Miko on the bench kind of taunting one of the refs. Like, it, it just was something yeah. they had to overcome. It was an additional thing in the game. And for the Avalanche to do that six straight, it, it speaks a lot to this victory going forward. I can sit here and complain about the refs, and then what do the Avalanche do? They they have a literal five-on-two break and don't even get a shot off. <laughs> like, I, I, I just threw my hands up in the air like, oh, boy, it's going to be one of those games. So, yeah, we can complain about the refs, but that's inexcusable too, Colorado yep. Avalanche. Um, all right, so as far as individual performances and things like that, and 
is this that galvanizing victory that that the Avalanche really needed? I mean, I feel like they've been playing fine, but considering the opponent um, and what you did, is this kind of like what you can look back on and say, hey, remember what we did? Let's get back to playing like that. We'll discuss that uh, here in a second. Right now, we're going to talk about eBay Motors, passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. And eBay Motors has everything that you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, we call that the Nathan McKinnon trilogy. eBay Motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home the win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. An eBay guaranteed fit is only available to U.S. customers. Thank you, everybody, for making Locked on Avalanche your first listen of the day. We always appreciate that. We do want to let you know about Locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked on Sports Today is here for your 24-7 coverage, the top sport covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel over on YouTube. Pretty cool over there. So um all right so well, let's talk about it as just a, a as a victory and um pretty sure it was andrew cogliano that said after the game this is the type of game that you look back on it, it, you have those ups and downs throughout the season which oh by the way the vegas golden knights are going through right now everybody um you're gonna have that throughout the course of a very long season and he said it he was like this is the type of game that you look back on and say, you know, let, let's remember what we did then. Remember, you know, we, we might be down right now, but remember what we did then. Let's get back to doing it. We've done it before. We can do it again. So, yeah, I think you're getting to the part of the season where you're, you're hitting, like the, the, the early stages of the season are coming to an end, right? We're a month and a half into the season now. So by the end of November, you want to be hitting some sort of stride. And I think the Avalanche, with these last three games anyway, might be hitting that stride at a good time because that's what you want. You want to start getting your flow going. And it seems like it happened mid-game for them anyway. So yep. we'll see where it goes from here. But, yeah, I think it definitely can be this galvanizing win. Absolutely. And we were talking about that after the the six straight wins to start the season and then just the up-and-down weirdness that came after it. We were talking about good individual efforts just not a team effort. This team, they believe in what they have right now. Like the top line, they know they're out there. If needed, they're not needed to win every game. Line, wow. Hold well, on. No, that, we're, Nathan <laughs> McKinnon did not score a goal in that Dallas game. No, but he had um, – oh, he had nothing. I thought he had an assist in that it, game. Okay. It, he's not needed. Right. So, no, like, but he can't say no, it like no, that, man, no, because no, they no, are needed. No. They are no. very much needed. No, it rewind to 26, uh, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019. 
That's mm-hmm. all you had was that three-headed monster. And then you had Gabe sure. and Renee Bork. You had, insert your favorite non-Avalanche player that it's not on the roster anymore. Like, that's used to be, if you won a game, Nate had one, Gabe had one, Miko had two. You don't have to have those kind of games anymore. You can have LOC getting shorthanded goals. You can have Ross Colton, Miles Wood going off. Rijo's starting to settle back in on the power play. He's mm-hmm. finding his... and then. You can mix and match with the fourth line. Some nights the fourth line is potent. Defense, the, Sammy G's so, finding his stride, and then you got yeah. Kale McCard, Taser. Like you're you. The however, way I would phrase that. The way I would phrase that is the top guys are are kind of allowed to have an off night. Yes, that's how I would phrase it because if, they they're your they're your go tos, right? They're going to be your go tos. You re- you remember the nights that Nathan McKinnon would be hurt um, after Taylor Hall caved his nose in and we're mm. sitting there oh how many more days until nathan mckinnon comes back how many more days until landis god comes back oh miko's out oh and we're counting the days mm. nathan mckinnon had nothing and how many of us are losing their mind oh what's going on with nathan mckinnon yeah is this avalanche team going to be no you are confident top to bottom and what this team could do night in night out if a team wants to overmatch up on line one line two three and four are going to make you hurt if you want to play top to bottom, the defense is going to make you hurt. And now with Yorgiev really improving over letting four goals in on a regular basis, mm. like he's looking solid back there. So the Avalanche are believing in this roster construction, and instead of individual efforts, you're getting team efforts, and you could see they could take the momentum from being down 3 nothing on the road and answering six goals yeah. and walking out the victor. And what I think they want to do, though, is say, like, okay, like, yeah, it's fine if well, – it's not fine, but if, if you know, Miko Rantanen, they, they scored eight the other day and he had nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, they scored eight. So, I like, you know, how how you're saying is, you know, I, I get that. But what they want is all of that clicking. Yes. Because th- then they're just unbeatable. Right now it's like, okay, like everyone's going out and and you're expecting the hierarchy to kind of play out the way that it does. If it doesn't, okay, third line's been rolling lately, so they could carry a bigger load. That's fine. Uh, but if everything starts and it's not to say that, you know, Nathan McKinnon, like he he's he's doing Nathan McKinnon things this year. He's having a great yeah, season. Exactly. But if he just has a game like he did against Dallas, who which he played fine, just doesn't score up in the show up on the score sheet, okay. Okay, because just look look at how they play defense. Yep. Look at what that third line is doing. That third line is just we don't talk about it enough. Ross Colton is, you know, full disclosure, the jersey's ordered. I it's it's on its way. I can't wait to get that thing because yep. that like he is he. I love watching that guy play. Um, no, they're they're doing they're starting to the individual things are starting to click. And good lord, if they all click together, yeah, it's just going to be you know. Now on that top line, yeah, you you know, we did talk about Valnachuskin scoring that one goal. I don't know if this was because it's his former team, and he always. I'm sure there's a percentage in there that will always be stuck with him whenever he plays Dallas. He kicks it up a little bit, uh, but man, was he in charge? Yes, on Saturday. That was like everything was great about that third period, but Valnachuskin was one of those guys. You know, you know when you know Nathan McKinnon or Kale McCarr are just they're just cruising and they're noticeable. That was Valnachuskin. 
Yeah. He was it, just so fun to watch, and they had no answer for him. Dallas doesn't hit you. I put it up as as our uh, three keys to the game. They have the fewest hits in the league. They they just let you skate around, and you cannot do like they have good sized body guys, but they won't hit you. They could not move Nishuskin off of the puck at all. It, it, it just when and when you can't do that, and he's because that's his game is a power game. And he'll come in on that right side and he'll just he'll he'll just one arm you to give you the one arm shiver and do whatever he wants to do. He was doing that all game long. They had no answer for him. Yeah, the Avalanche out hit the stars 22 to 17. And you could feel it with that momentum shift. The Avalanche were the more physical team. It was the last time that you had to say that about an Avalanche team. Like they're more of a finesse, high power team. When are they the most physical team? And guess what? The surprising factor, even with the momentum shift. The Avalanche lost the faceoff. Like they, what was that? What was, it was the like, faceoff percentage? It was because it was probably I, terrible. It was sixty to forty, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And Dallas 60. is a very, very good faceoff team. Very good faceoff team. So it was one of those like even the weakest part of the Avalanche did not end up being a Achilles heel for this team, and we're, they're still operating like this without Arturi Lekkinen. Also keep mm. that in mind. Like they are still, they still have the injury bug on their back, and they're putting together these type of victories. It's a it's a wonderful thing to see right now. I think the big moment uh, for the Avalanche was killing that five-on-three that mm-hmm. Dallas had. And then because that's, you know, it could have gotten way out of whack if they had scored even once on that five-on-three. would have made it four to nothing. Um, but they they killed it. And then that, you know, that that can galvanize a team just in the game. Yeah. is killing a penalty like that. So they did. They got rid of that penalty, and then that's kind of when it started, you know, taking off a little bit for, for the Avs. So that was, uh, um, if you're talking about like a, sp- a singular moment, um, could have been that. But you had, like I said, Georgiev settled down. You had, and then, you know, just the two goals 11 seconds apart. Yeah. Um, between Rantanen to give them the lead. You know, so you're already on just cloud nine because you just cloud clawed all the way back to take this lead. And then there's a face off and 11 seconds later, Cogliano gets another one. It was, you know, just kids jumping in my living room is, is what I looked like. Yeah, it, Cogliano goal. it's and it was it's one of those like you mentioned, like the game is one of those that you're going to point back to. I think that 11 second stretch between Miko and Cogs is going to be one of those things of an instant just fire up the team moment. And I think this is something they're going to replicate. Like you have Nashville coming up in Nashville, a Rigel mm-hmm. return for Nashville. Mm-hmm. This is those kind of, the little connections, these kind of moments, like a quick scoring, depth scoring. You're going to rely on these moments going deeper in the season. And you know you can do it. You just did it against the best in the central. Yeah. Um, and then one final thing I want to bring up is, um, you know, you're down three to nothing. And I think uh, many coaches will force the issue and, and roll that top line out there over and over and over again. You look at the time on ice, it's kind of exactly what you want. Yeah. Nobody was under 10 minutes. Nobody. So even down three to nothing, everybody's saying they stuck to the game plan. Yeah, they did in terms of the players on the ice, you know, sticking to that game plan. 
So did the coaching staff say, no, like it's going like the score is not indicative of how we're playing. So they did. They kept rolling all four lines out and because all four lines were giving you something. So, yeah, it was just you stick to it. You stick to it and, and and you see how it ends up in the end. And then if it doesn't end up the way you want, it's a, it's a coaching moment. It's a teaching moment. But they didn't panic. And it's it's crazy to think that they didn't panic going up against uh, that team in that building. Uh, you know, for not not for the division, obviously, but, you know, the stars are still in first by a point, but it was a big game. Um, nobody panicked. Nobody yeah, panicked. It- and it, you could see it. You could see it by like rolling line one to line two, line one to line three, line one to line four. Having that little option and all of that be potent, I think that's going to you're going to see a lot more of that deeper in the season. So you uh, mentioned you know, did all this without Artur Lekkinen. Does that force the Avalanche into something here with Patrick Kane? So we will discuss that next. Right now, we are going to hear from Sleeper. And is there a better daily fantasy sports app out there than Sleeper, Kyle? No, not at all. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's a new NHL season, and it brings all sorts of possibilities. Who could hoist the Stanley Cup? Who could score 50 goals? Who can get 150 points? Everybody on the avalanche, obviously, especially with that third unit running the way that it is. So Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. What players would you take on Monday, Kyle, as the Avalanche face off against Nashville? Is this a Rijo game just because it's the the old team? We just talked about Nathan McKinnon having nothing. Mm. I I do not anticipate that being the story in Nashville. I think Doing you're Nathan right. McKinnon. Nathan McKinnon, like uh, he's happy they won, but he's like, uh, it would have been nice if I had a point or two up on the board. So maybe he rectifies that against Monday. I agree with you. Um, so all you have to do is pick whether studs like Nathan McKinnon will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus minus, and more in any given game so use the promo code locked on nhl and you'll get up to a 100 match on your first deposit terms and conditions apply that code is locked on nhl see sleepers terms of use for details and locational availability so all right patrick kane he's out there he's he's doing the lebron james thing kind of uh when he took his talents to south beach and there's teams in the mix for him, um, and you you did get news that the Avalanche are one of those teams. How serious they are, I don't know, but I th- it could be one of those things where the Avs are always in a position to at least make a phone call, right? They, they are in that position. No matter who's available, you're going to make a call. Um, or is it they are really invested in this and – they could be one of the leading contenders to get him. You're hearing teams like uh, the Maple Leafs and the Sabres. Um, the Rangers, I think, have bowed out, I've heard. so. And there's a couple other teams that are just not he, – he, his services are wanted. You know, he, he's a little bit older now. He is not what he once was, clearly. The Avs don't need him to be what he once was if they wanted to bring him in. 
but there's a, there's baggage there. There is some baggage in different categories for him. So is this something? And then throw in the Arturi Lekkinen thing, and maybe that is what is kind of maybe making the Avalanche become a little bit more of a player than they would be if he if he being Lekkinen was not injured and who knows how long he'll be out. What do you think? Is this something that the Avalanche should consider or don't? All right, I'm just going to be real. No. Why? After a, after this win you saw in Dallas, mm-hmm. what do you need from Patty Kane right now? You you said he's older. Yeah, he was number one draft pick in 2007. Mm-hmm. Before HD television. <laughs> Like was come that right? on. Apple Apple One, the, the first Apple, yeah, <laughs> Apple we're two like, email. <laughs> walking around with an iPhone three at the time. <laughs> the, the YouTube app was just a television. Like, come mm-hmm. on. Like it's right. Patty Kane. That's great. That's wonderful. But you don't I, I saw a lot of YouTube comments during the losing streak that the Avalanche had, and just like the bad losses that oh, this is a locker room issue. This is a locker room issue. What on mm-hmm. God's green earth makes you want to bring Patty Kane in if <laughs> right. you think there's a locker room issue? Yeah. Uh, if he's going to do the LeBron thing, if everybody remembers LeBron, he went to South Beach, then he went back home to Cleveland. If I was Patty Kane, I would try the Rangers and I would take my butt and go right back to Chicago. They'd love you there. Go back and say goodbye to everybody there. I know he was practicing in Toronto. That's great. Yeah. That's wonderful. They need the extra practice. But Go back to Chicago. I don't know if Chicago I, wants him back. I, I think Chicago's happy doing what they're doing in this rebuild and and making Bedard like the 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 focal point and the superstar in training. Um, Kane would take away from that, so I don't think they I don't think they want him back. Um, it's funny we we talked about uh, Pierre Lacroix last week and how like he was always trying to make this team better. I'm not saying Patrick Kane would make this team better, but he was always interested in a deal. Even when the team was number one in the standings, he was still making deals. And yeah, and, and I think I feel like some people, it's so funny how people just have shifts, you know, in the fandom of two weeks ago, it was this team is horrible. And now it's like, well, you know, oh, we're playing great. What do we need Patrick Kane for? Um, he's got value on the ice. He has value. He's, he doesn't have the scoring. He's not going to, you know, be a scoring machine for you. He's one of the best passers ever so he'll help you in in if you wanted to put him on either power play he would help you there and the abs do need help on the power play let's get real here um so where he would fit in i mean you don't have lekin in there and who knows for how long i don't see him. i mean if you're gonna give um uh uh see i'm blank uh drew n if you're gonna mm-hmm. give drew n a shot on the top line Patrick Kane can do that. <laughs> Patrick see, Kane can do with what Drew N is doing probably better. Two things with Patty Kane. At what cost does Patty Kane mm, cost yeah. the Colorado Avalanche? And I, two, that I don't know. You can't uh, to the Avalanche fans that are screaming for Patty Kane. You can't also out of the side of your mouth complain about Ryan Johansson being slow and looking like what is he doing out there? Like we have Patty Kane at home. His name is Ryan Johansson. Like. It's going to be the same level of production. Like he, Patty Kane right now has 12 points, five goals, seven assists. What in the world is that worth throwing the avalanche into cap hell when all this is possibly over? 
and pr possibly preventing Lekkonen if he does heal up from coming back to the ice because we brought in Patty Kane. Isn't this wonderful? I'd rather have Lekkonen. Oh my God. Yeah. No, no, that, that's not even a, a question. It's, yeah. it's not about Kane or Lekkonen. Um, it's just, you don't know. You, you might be without Lekkonen for a while. So um, I don't know. I threw it out to the subtext people and I think it's widely panned. <laughs> like mm -hmm. they don't want them. Um, let me go to, I think this is Tanya who put this in here. Yeah. Um, I have a disdain for him that would make it difficult for me to watch games for the first time in Avs history. Um, I want Colorado to nothing to do with him. So, and she didn't give me context there, but I, you know, you go back to this Kyle beach situation too. Yep. And, and I get that. I completely understand it. So and I'm, I'm with her on that. Yep. Uh, and the abs usually don't bring in guys who kind of have all this baggage. They did with Nazem Kadri, but uh, that turned, he turned his, his you know, the, per the perception of what he was for the most part. I know a lot of St. Louis blues fans would disagree with that, but um, you know, they had a different vibe on, on Kadri than it's how much, how much will that be a distraction? If you bring in Patrick, Kane? that is a legit question. And this close to the Galchenyuk video coming out, you don't want that on top of like yeah. former Avalanche to new Avalanche. And then what is no, just no, just no. Um, Easton says, why? We're still working out the kinks of all our new assets. Um, and we have Kovalenko coming, the trade deadline in March. Uh, and for those that are very hopeful, Landy for the playoffs. Um, yeah, all good points. All Fantastic good points. points. I, I, just, I'm excited about Kovalenko. Just pump the brakes on him. It's not like he is going to come in here in March and then just light the league on fire. A lot of these Russian players take time to Cheaper adjust to the ring game. size. Uh, yes, yes, he would be cost wise. Yes, but he's dead on about the trade deadline. If you if you want to go if you wanted to get something in the Patrick Kane style of play, you can get that at the trade deadline. And yes, um, you're hopeful for the playoffs for for Landeskog. I don't know if Patrick Kane comes into play for Landis Gog anyway, because that's playoffs. Playoffs, all bets are off. You can go over the cap. You can do whatever you want to do. But I get what he's saying. Like, you, yeah. I think it's more of options. Your options are going yeah. to be there throughout. You have moments throughout the season where you have options where you don't need Patrick Kane. I, yeah. I kind of totally understand that. Um, and then Vargar kind of went off, and I, I know that he does not want him. He absolutely hates the idea. He mentions the locker room, doesn't want the negative energy in the locker room, doesn't like the culture that he brings. Although I don't think he's walking into a culture and I don't think he's going to walk into a culture and demand that it change to suit his needs. He's going to have to get in line or and I'm sure if they were going to bring him in, they'd have that conversation with him beforehand. Um, I'm not convinced that he's going to be what he was during his cup runs. He's definitely not, uh, especially after all this time with the Rangers. The thing with the Rangers is he was not healthy. He was not 100% healthy. That obviously goes to show you <laughs> what stay away from Colorado. He hasn't played. Yeah, stay away. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty good point. Um, and then it's pretty funny. He says, the whole quote, look at him as a kid in the Avs jersey doesn't mean anything. I'm sure hundreds of players around the around his age also love the Avs. Uh, Jonathan Taves' favorite player was Joe Sackick. Imagine and that doesn't happen. Players don't just go to where what their favorite team was as a kid. But um, you never know. Maybe if the last couple of years of 
a player's career. They want to go for who they rooted as a kid. Maybe that happens here. I don't know. I, I'm I'm kind of on the fence that I haven't really given an answer. I'm like half in half. I want to know more about Lekin. If you know Lekkonen is going to be out for a while and you can get Patrick Kane on the cheap, which he's going to have to do, I think you entertain this. And I, I think I think the Avs are more of a player than they're really letting it. And the Avs don't put this stuff out there for you know uh, people to really know how much they're in. But just a gut feeling, I kind of feel like they are. It's a lot of it sounds like a lot of advanced work and training videos and this is how we do things, Patty Kane, for the middle of a season. If this is the offseason, this might be a different conversation. But the Avalanche are hitting their stride. The last thing we need to do is teach an old dog new tricks. We'll see how this ends up. Um, it should be soon. Good Lord. I mean, I thought this would be over by, by Thanksgiving. So we got a couple days here, Patrick. It could also be a sign. Yeah, yeah we'll see. All right, that's going to wrap it up for today. Uh, Avs back in action Monday uh, against the Predators. So we'll be discussing that uh, tomorrow. So thank you for tuning in. Making Locked On Avalanche your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. Uh, for Mr. Kyle Sullivan, Shaggy Von Doom, I am Chris Maselli. This is the Locked On Avalanche podcast. And we'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go!